Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with Marta McDowell, a wonderful, a wonderful author of a must get book, and especially here for the holidays. Everyone should get two of these books, one for themselves and, and one for someone who loves The Secret Garden and, and other uh, great books. But uh, she has just done a wonderful, wonderful job of, of, uh, of a different perspective on a children's classic. Marta, how are you? I'm just fine, Frank. How are you? Doing well, but unearthing The Secret Garden, uh, I'm assuming it was a labor of love. Absolutely. I loved this book as a child, and I just wondered one day, what was the author's life and garden like? Because I really didn't know anything about Frances Hodgson Burnett. Yeah, I mean, it's when you when you start delving into uh, a book and uh, and then take that next step and, and start looking at the author it's uh, it's a wonderful thing because some you know where do you go once you read the book and once you read the book over and over and over and live the book and see the film and and uh, and so forth you know what do you do you start looking at what well, what was behind it and uh, what was one of the one of the first things that you discovered that surprised you about the author well I was really blown away when I found out that she was so prolific. She wrote 40 or 50 novels during her lifetime, and she's really not known anymore. Even though she was famous in her day, she was quite well paid, uh, and she was not known as a children's author particularly. She wrote a lot of books that were targeted for adults. Yeah, and uh, you know it's kind of interesting, and and it makes sense if you think about it, because for a children's book, it's pretty sophisticated. That's right. It deals with some difficult topics. So, you know, right at the beginning, the main character, Mary Lennox, is orphaned. Her parents both die, and she's sent from India to the north of England. So you imagine her taking this long voyage, and then ends up you know, really kind of on her own in this big manor house that her uncle owns. Um, and she discovers gardening. And, and I think it's a, it's a very poignant um, sort of development through the book and why the book has impacted so many gardeners. So I just thought, well, you know, surely Burnett must have been a gardener herself. So that's what I was really looking for on this quest of mine. You know, for folks who who do a lot of gardening, I don't. Uh, but I, you you talk to them, and it's almost a, a spiritual experience for many of them. And and you know, I guess if you, if you look at the Secret Garden as being the you know the real you know the real book that uh that gardeners would uh, would look at as uh, as their their fantasy their everything it it makes an awful lot of sense when uh, when you see the joy people get 
out of uh, out of what they're doing, what they're doing in uh, in their own backyard or wherever they happen to be. It's their time. Nobody can see in their mind what's going on, and and much the way the the main character had her uh, had her. Uh, uh, her private place, her fantasy, and and everything else that uh, that goes along with it, uh, you know, it's it's really it's just a, an amazing book. Uh, I, I I can't say enough about well the Secret Garden for sure, but I can't say enough about what this lady did. Marta McDowell is the author of Unearthing the Secret Garden, the plants and places that inspired Francis Hodgson Burnett, and uh, I think so so many of us. Um, appreciate the work that would go into this. Uh, let's get back into uh, Burnett a little bit, and, and and if you can give us a little bit of a history. I, you know, I'm not expecting you to be a full historian on on Burnett, but uh, give us a little bit about her upbringing. Absolutely. So she was born in the north of England, in the city of Manchester. Uh, she was born into a comfortable family. Her father was a merchant. Uh, he sold household goods. She was the middle child of five, but her father died when she was young, and the family business really kind of went, got worse and worse, and eventually her mother just sold up and brought the whole family to Tennessee, where she had a brother. And so uh, Burnett, well, Hodgson, Francis Hodgson, lived in Newmarket, Tennessee, and in Knoxville, Tennessee, and was fairly impoverished at the time. And then as a teenager, starts to write down her stories and submit them to magazines, and they were picked up. And so really from a teenager until she died when she was 74 years old, she wrote and wrote and wrote. And that is what kind of brought her back from, you know, she went kind of, you know, riches to rags to riches. Um, and that's what eventually enabled her gardening, although she didn't start gardening until she was around 50. So it's ne it's never too late. <laughs> yeah. No question about it. What, what were some of the themes? You, you mentioned that that she wasn't primarily a children's author, and I think people might be surprised by that. And I, I'm not, uh, actually. But what, what were some of her her ongoing themes in her other novels? She typically wrote romances. Uh, she wrote some about all of the, the crossings back and forth that people at a certain social class did at that time. She herself spent a lot of time on these steamships crossing the Atlantic. Uh, and, you know, over the course of her life, the gardens she developed were in England, on Long Island, and in Bermuda, of all places. So she really was a traveler as well. And so, you know, if you read them nowadays, they might not quite appeal to modern taste, but her children's books still do, uh, The Secret Garden. And a lot of people remember A Little Princess as well, because that's been made into movies. Yeah, no question. I, uh, the, you know, she had tremendous success as a, uh, you know, as a children's, uh, author and in a little princess uh, maybe nowadays to some people more well known than even in the the secret garden is because of the films you mentioned uh, you mentioned romance novels uh, how much is known about um uh, her her relationships outside of mr burnett well she was divorced twice not only not only did she divorce her first husband uh, she later remarried very briefly to a man named Stephen Townsend, 
that did not go well, let's just say. And, uh, you know, it was, it was in that kind of emotional upheaval of that, and she had also lost her eldest son. Uh, by Swan Burnett. So Lionel died when he was 16 years old of tuberculosis. And uh, it's in all that upheaval that she creates her first garden and works on that, you know, really like a whole new fad. She goes after it with a passion. Uh, She works on that for 10 years. She creates one of these little walled, very you know, personal spaces. And then she loses that garden. She had been renting it and uh, it was sold and, you know, she moved back to the States. But I think all of those things, the loss of her son, her own, you know, emotional things to work out and the loss of that garden that meant a great deal to her. I think that's where the secret garden came from. You know, you, you mentioned something uh, earlier. You know, she she went from the UK to Tennessee, and and especially the time that she moved into Tennessee. And I don't want to certainly don't want to stereotype, but uh, I would imagine there'd be a certain amount of culture shock going in uh, into those uh, those two different areas. And you know, I know you mentioned her brother was uh, in and around Knoxville, and. I, but I have to imagine Knoxville was a departure, a tremendous departure from where she was used to. Absolutely. Well, for one thing, she was used to a big city. And so, you know, her uncle and her brothers stay in Knoxville. They moved to Newmarket, which was this little almost village, and live in a log cabin. So, you know, here they are. They've moved from this kind of, you know, townhouse <laughs> in the city, and they're now in a log cabin just scraping by they gave she said you know we gave music lessons and we gave you know reading lessons and people would pay us in chickens and neighbors would bring us food i mean they were really really suffering um so yes these kind of genteel uh british women her mother and francis and her two sisters you know really out in the hill country uh but she said people were very kind and you know they they managed and she she quickly learned to speak american <laughs> if you're just joining us a little late or turning on your radios a little late frank mckay here so much more importantly unearthing the secret garden is the book that we're speaking of and marta mcdowell is the wonderful author of this it is a must get Everyone has to get this. We'll tell you a little later how to uh, maybe get in touch with Marta through social media or website or whatever uh, towards uh, towards the end if uh, there's such a place. Uh, but the, uh, the the other part of this is the plants and places that inspired Francis Hodgson Burnett, and you know that, that's uh, real fascinating to me. The uh, the life of uh, of Francis is. Um, uh, you know, is is talked about here. How, how much do you go into in the book, uh, Marta, uh, about her, uh, about her life, and you know anything personal that we've even talked about? Do you go into all of that in the book, or is it kind of just touched on? Yes, it's part biography and part just an exploration of her connection with plants and gardening and nature. How she came to that. But really, it's kind of the secret history of this book. You know, what what made it happen uh, in her life and, you know, how did it affect her life as she moved along? 
So it was great fun for me because I got to spend a lot of time in places like the New York Public Library going through her letters uh, and down at Princeton University going through her letters. Because, again, not much is known about her. Her letters haven't been published anywhere. So it was really a treasure hunt for me. You know, speaking of treasure, I I imagine it had to be a, a valuable experience knowing that when people look into Francis Burnett at this point, um, you know, they're going to come across your book and it's going to be a, a major resource and a, and a shortcut to those who want to find out things about Francis Hudson, uh, Hudson um, Burnett. Uh, and you're, uh, you've provided that. And, and it's, you know, kind of in, in, in a way uh, a tremendous responsibility, but also uh, it had to be, uh, uh, you know, very enjoyable knowing that, uh, that you're, a, you're a bridge to her life and the fact that there's very little uh, known about her and people are, probably aren't um, equipped to, to go to the New York Public Library and read the, the letters at this point. Uh, you know, you, you have to have... Uh, a, a different set of emotions that you're providing this uh, for folks in the future and maybe a hundred years from now, way beyond you and me being on this earth, that people will look to you and look to your book as, as that resource. Well, I sure hope so. And I really tried to pack it with pictures and illustrations, you know, because the secret garden has been in print since 1911, it's had a lot of different artists illustrate the story so that was great fun to collect all of these lovely pictures and to put together pictures of uh, Burnett herself and the places that she lived and, you know, have I had a photographer take pictures of her garden in England, which is really the only one that's, that's still in any form gardened in the way that she did. You, you mentioned her losing her oldest son, and you know the the, the divorces and um, you know I guess different relationships and and going from riches to rags to riches. Uh, any bitterness that you could see in uh, in Francis? Uh, was there anything that uh, that that stood out in Burnett that uh, that could be looked at as uh, as uh, resent uh, resentfulness or uh, resentment? You know the amazing thing, Frank, is that. Despite all these tragedies, she was a very positive person. I mean, she was very upbeat um, in her letters to people, you know, to her family members, uh, in her writing itself. It's, you know, it's uh, she was trying to make the best of things despite what happened to her. You know, none of us have easy lives. And, you know, she just kept going. And I think that that's, you know, it's sort of a wonderful testament to, look, things, things can be bad, but we can, we can push on. She didn't have it easy. She had periods of depression during her life, um, you know, that she had to work through. She was a real person. She had a weight problem. You know, she always complained, <laughs> complained anytime she was had to be on a diet. <laughs> it wasn't easy. How, how long did it take her to write the secret garden? She wrote very fast, so I think not more than a year. Uh, she tended to put out about about a book a year, not always, because she was also dramatizing them for the stage. Um, 
you know, when movies came around, she was ready, even though that was really the end of her life. But she wrote to her son and said, you know, I can foresee one is going to make a tidy living on film rights. (laughs) So she always kept up. Yeah. And, you know, foresight, understanding of of what's going on there. Uh, What was she most proud of that you could you could see if uh, if we had her here? and asked her that question, what do you think the first words would come out of her mouth as far as her work? Oh, as far as her work, that's so interesting. So as far as her work, I think she would have to talk about Little Lord Fauntleroy, which, again, isn't a a household title these days, but was an absolute blockbuster novel. You know, it was like The Da Vinci Code or, you know, Harry Potter. Everybody was reading that book when it came out. And, you know, it got put on the stage. It was an early film. I think it was even a silent film. Pretty Bartholomew, I think, uh, played a little Lord Fauntleroy, I think. Uh, That's right. You're absolutely right. So I think that would have to be what she'd talk about first. And next, she would quickly bridge to talking about her son, her one surviving son, whose name was Vivian. Uh, She was very proud of him and just, you know, over the moon when, you know, he and his wife had two daughters. So she had these granddaughters who lived next door. So that's what I think she would be talking about. (laughs) Are are there descendants? Are there there folks that, uh, that you could reach out to and show this book to and have you? Yes, her, her great-great-granddaughter actually wrote an afterword to the book. I, I, I met her really by accident at a conference, and she came up and she introduced herself, and she said, you know, this was before I was working on this book, she said, I, I think you should, should write a book about the secret garden <laughs> and my great-great-grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's just, you know, it's amazing history. Again, Earth Unearthing the Secret Garden is the name of the book. It's a must-get. Everyone, please get this book. Marta McDowell is here with uh, with us, uh, Frank McKay, here for a couple moments longer. The Plants and Places That Inspired Francis Hodgson Burnett. Uh, Marta, before we go, a little bit on your personal history, and we got a couple moments here. Uh, if you can, where did it all start for you? Where were you born and where were you raised? I was born in California in Palo Alto, and I was raised in Chatham, New Jersey, where I still live. Uh, I did not garden until I had a place of my own, but I always loved to garden, and I didn't take it up professionally until I was in my 40s. So, you know, and there's similarities there as well. I teach at the New York Botanical Garden, uh, that beautiful place in the Bronx. And uh, just love to garden and love to talk to people about it. I've been there for classes. They have a wonderful uh, schedule. And uh, pre-COVID, pre-COVID, I, I I was there, and I I imagine they're back in full uh, bloom. No uh, pun intended. Uh, you know now. But I, if if you can leave us leave us with this thought, uh, the the anticipation of what you thought the book would turn out like and. Uh, the ultimate result, how how different was the anticipation compared to the reality that happened as you put out the book? Well, I always have high hopes when I start, Frank, and it's always a complete mystery because you never really know. Uh, 
I will say for this book, it, it practically wrote itself. It was very odd where, you know, I would just find these little nuggets of wonderful material as I was researching and go, oh, that's perfect. And, you know, and then I'd find the next thing. So I was really lucky with this book. Uh, you know, whatever, if you, you know, whatever you believe that was, it seemed to really put itself together easily. Um, you know, not that it wasn't a lot of work, but I'm very pleased with the result. I think that the, the book designer, who's, you know, sort of the unsung hero, the person who takes all my illustrations and the text and puts it together and makes it into a book, I think they did a beautiful job so that it's this cute little jewel of a book with a beautiful cover. So I'm really pleased. Yeah, I, I would have to believe you're very proud of what you've done, and you should be. Uh, Marta McDowell has been our very special guest. We need a part two. Uh, maybe somewhere down the line I can get Marta back. And again, unearthing the secret garden, the plants and places that inspired Francis Hodgson Burnett. Uh, any final words for us before we let you go? And do you have a website, a social media site where people could follow along? Yes, absolutely. So I'm on the web as martamcdowell.com. You can find me under under the same on social media, Marta, no H, McDowell. And the book's available, you know, go to your independent bookstore if you're lucky enough to have one near you. And it's certainly available online as well. Marta, congratulations on all your success and, and certainly uh, the book. Uh, can't wait to speak to you again. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Frank. It's been a pleasure. Marta McDowell, everyone, is uh, the author of Unearthing the Secret Garden, The Plants and Places That Inspired Francis Hodgson Burnett. Please get this book, perfect for holiday gifts and birthday gifts. Just uh, your favorite gardener should have a copy of this for sure and anyone who loves the the works of, of Burnett for sure Frank McKay signing off we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down